You guys have spent all summer together. You know, just yeah, yeah. you're almost there. Yeah. Actually, I was I was thinking today. The season is absolutely ninety percent over. There are yeah. only four oh, days yeah. left. Oh, actually ninety percent. Wow. That's yeah. the actual number. Terry wow. Hill coming through with the stats as well. Look at that. Yes, I am. Um, Some good maths. We're bad at math. Yeah, he thought it was 89% over. He blew it. All right, well, look, let's uh, let's jump in here. Let's do it. We are here back at the Back of the Table podcast with episode two of 2021 with the boys from the Saratoga special. Got myself, Ryan McFadden, Jay Brown, the ones and twos. And then we've got Tom Law. We've got Joe Clancy. And we brought back a legend. We've got Terry Hill, folks. If you listened to the 2020 series, which I'm sure you did, or no, 2019, Terry Hill is back at the Saratoga special, and he's back on the podcast. Terry, say hello, please. Hello, and I'm glad to be back. Now, we are glad to have you. I'm 77. I'm always glad to be back. <laughs> a zinger right off the rip. You look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they they upgraded you from intern at this point, guys. Is that no? I'm still I'm still an intern. We're all and, interns. But I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting better at it. Really. <laughs> there you go. You look. Hey, you get a lot of writing time now. Wait, wait a minute. Am I getting better at it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. Yeah. All right. So we're back. So listen, uh, we just finished the big weekend here at Sunny Saratoga, the Traverse. It's over. Um, as you guys can feel, there's a little bit of a different feel in the air even just from last week weather wise as well i've got a flannel on which is very uh, henry street tap room bumped into three or four customers dressed just like me everyone's like yes it's below 80 i can i can dress like it's 40 out start the fires start the fires yeah how's um, the fireplace is it is yeah working yet uh, they're, yeah they're, we, should, we should probably light it tonight <laughs> just to make sure there's no squirrels up there but um yeah so how was saturday i made mean, hectic Hectic. hectic. Okay. It's One word. Hectic. hectic. From the special standpoint, it was hectic, but it was awesome. The racing was amazing. I mean, they they carved seven graded stakes for a reason to make it a big day, and it was it was a blockbuster. There was everything. It was. I mean, I at the watching those ra- the the weather was not great, but the right. day was so great. I honestly thought, and I told uh, Tom and Joe this. That we saw at least four champions, maybe five in those races that will be at the end of the year will be named champion in their category. Oh, really? Oh, easily. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm rolling them through in my head. So you've got Essential Quality, who's probably champion three-year-old. You've got yep. Latruska, who's champion older filly or mare. Champion Sprinter's going to be one of those two. Yalpan or Jackie's Warrior, probably. All they got to do oh, is yeah. they might not even right. have to come through one more time. But if either one of them comes through one more time, they're the leader as far as champions. How about uh, uh, distance? Yeah, or turf horse. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was yeah. something. So who names that? Are, the, are those champions for the year in horse racing, or just for the for the Saratoga meet? No, no for, the so for the year. Okay. Yeah, there are champions named at the end of the year. There's like a gr- couple groups of 
voters that okay. determine the champions. So I think the one that we were missing was yeah. Gamine. Gamine. Uh, oh, definitely. Probably be the lead, in the, at least the leader right now in the Fillier Mayor uh, sprint category. So, But, yeah, the voters are determined by the National Turf Riders and Broadcasters, and that's an organization I'm you guys get the president vote? of. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> Don't tell. We put on a party every year before the Breeders' Cup. Okay. And it's like the the job itself is actually pretty good because people like sort of respect you for it. Right. But the organize helping Logistical. to organize the party is the worst part. So that's know? why you want out is because of the yeah. party. And every year, I, every, every year it's probably the same thing. Last <laughs> yeah. year I got the reprieve because there was no Breeders. Well, there was a Breeders' Cup, but no fans. No, no party to, to yeah, put no together. <laughs> you yeah. have to schedule like an yeah, like online a party with 400 people oh. or something. <laughs> <Invite>. <laughs> Zoom, like the yeah. Zoom with all right. the heads on the screen. Dude, can you put together a presentation for uh, for the party? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have right. minded doing that. <laughs> it's the live in-person party. Yeah. It's just like, I can't do this. One of those like drive-by birthdays people were doing. It's like, yeah. yay, hi, Tom. Yeah, yeah. the drive-by Breeders' Cup <laughs> turf rider's yeah. party. Wow, hold on to your butts. That would have been a hell of a, Man, hell of an event. what a scene, Woo! huh? Yeah, a bunch of 50-year-old plus turf rider <laughs> dudes hanging out, driving by your house. Just oh what you God. want. <laughs> yeah, beater cars and bad suits. <laughs> beater cars and bad suits. Here they come. It's the yeah. Horse Riders Association. Here they come. <laughs> there goes all the respect I talked about. Yeah. Oh, that's there, amazing. There, I mean, obviously, um, Traverse Day itself was fantastic, I thought. And but I mean there were other highlights throughout the year that oh, yeah. uh, I mean for instance um, at the end of July okay uh, Tom uh, Tom's girlfriend or Tom had a special birthday that year this year oh. and Tom uh, Tom's girlfriend organized a very nice big party in the backyard and we all were there to celebrate Tom's 60th birthday Tom's 60th alright you look wonderful <laughs> catching like, up to Terry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gaining on yeah. me <laughs> next year I'll be 65 yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay he's only 50 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only 50 Oh, that's nice. A little backyard yeah. gathering, the big oh, five zero. That's a nice birthday. Yeah, it was great. We had yeah. friends. I had Sean and Joe and all the staff was there, the team. Awesome. High school friends and sort of running friends in the running community. Oh, it was wow. kind of neat. An eclectic group, and CC deserves all the credit for organizing. Nice, yeah. yeah. Well, you would have you would have quit on your own birthday if you didn't organize I know, the, the party organizer. <laughs> that's it. I'm yeah. not turning 50. I'm out. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he organized one party a year, and I hate it, and this is not going to be it. Well, it's funny. The original plan, she reached out to Sonia about having something here. Oh, did she? And that actually having something at Henry Street. And then it was kind of like, well, who are we going to invite? And the list was getting huge Too and big. big. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know, it's during the meet. Maybe we'll just do a, a low-key, kind of small the event. House. We ended up having like 30 people anyway. So we went from, oh, like, okay. Yeah. okay, we're going to have a small group. Then it was too big of a group. Then it was a small group. Then it ended up being a big group again. So yeah, it well. all worked out. And, and then she also said, well, you guys are doing, don't you do like flatbread like every week? As part of your like deadline dinner deal yeah, that we right. do with you guys, yeah. She says, "Would you guys want to eat it another night?" I was yeah. like, well, we would, but yeah, right. Might as well mix it up a little so bit anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, good for you. Congrats on the big birthday. Thanks. Um, so Saturday. So I do have some questions about the meet as a whole. But so as far as the, the race for Travers goes, so Essential Quality was the favorite. He won. Steady horse. He only has one loss to his, his record. Is that right? What were his odds going in? Was he the heavy favorite? 
Yeah, you would. Yeah, he was heavy favored. It, it, it's it's nothing he does wrong, but it's just not spectacular. Like American Pharaoh right. and the other three year old champions were like blow you away kind of horses. And he, if he was racing from here to stop sign, if he was racing you from here to stop sign, right. he'd beat you by just enough to say I won. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then that, which is fine. It probably is. I mean, from his standpoint, it probably prolongs his energy for the next race and his ne- if he races next year and whatever else he does. But he just doesn't blow anybody away. His only defeat was in the Kentucky Derby where he sort of got bounced around. He finished fourth in a 20-horse field, 19-horse field, and, you know, was beaten a length, ran really well. Okay. He was the two-year-old champion last year, but, again, not super spectacular. He wasn't the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, you know, but but he won it, and he just keeps winning. And he's consistent. Yeah. So, so he's a modest winner. Yeah. I'm ahead. I'm going to run it yeah. up. You, you and you, you almost get a run him. count. You almost see him. He gets his neck or half a length in front in the stretch and he's like well, I, I got this horse is anybody else coming and, and he, huh. uh, no nobody else is coming and he just wins so he just sort of he plays to his competition I, so he runs as fast as the second fastest horse in the meet pretty yeah. much like whoever's on him he's like I'll stay a little bit ahead of you and that's well, all I the, need the objective is to win and I think he knows it yeah. um, <laughs> I know we uh tend to think of these animals as having human feelings and attitudes and so right. on, and we constantly talk about them that way, and they probably don't, but I think he knows that he only has to he win by a nose. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. I he mean, he's, care. he's been in nine races, and he won eight of them. The one he lost, as Joe said, was only by a length, and he was coming. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So as far as... So he's a three-year-old, right? Yep. So is this usually now when he would go start fetching stud fees? Is, yeah. he, is his career over, so to Not, speak, as yeah, far as that I mean, goes? It would depend what he's owned by Godolphin, and they obviously have a big stallion operation too. But I, I would hope, and I would think they're thinking, you know, come back and run as a four-year-old, I mean, based on just the, ba- the way they've done things. They have other stallions. I mean, it's not it's not like it's a hurry to get to the stallion barn to kind of right. to make ends meet at the on the budget or whatever. Okay. So I would hope he would come back next year. And <coughs> and again, he just seems like he keeps getting better. You see a lot of three-year-olds retire because something went haywire, and if they're going to have to go on the shelf for six months, they might as well just go be a stallion anyway. And oh, okay. He just seems to keep getting better and better. And, and yeah, for racing. To have a two-year-old champion come back and run as well as he did as a three-year-old, and hopefully, you know, and if he ends up, he will end up three-year-old champion. Who are we could, um, you know, to be a champion a second year, and then if he could come back and be champion a third year in the, like the older horse division would really be something, you know. And and I think okay. that's what that's kind of what racing's missing a little bit lately is horses that stick around and develop a fan base and that kind of thing. It is so many uh, Kentucky Derby winners have dropped out after three. You know, American Pharaoh, Justify, and I mean, even Secretariat. Secretariat, which is in a different century, I don't know, right. but it's a century yeah. I'm familiar <laughs> with. Heard of them. Seen, seen yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, just forget everything you saw in the movie. <laughs> the movie Se- just anyway, se- secretari- reality was actually better. <laughs> Secretariat was retired, but that was definitely financial reasons. They had uh, the father had died and the farm okay. was there were taxes to pay and so they syndicated him and they said they would syndicate him at his at the end of his three-year-old year okay but now it's just seems kind of standard and i agree with joe it's not good for the sport. so they don't get to develop a fan base that's interesting so right. it's sort of like you hear from them during that one year where they're doing the triple crown cycle and they're off to the races literally <laughs> and then um yeah and then that's it and then they go out to stud 
And that that's it's a cash grab for the most part, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So that, typically, so historically, that didn't happen. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or not mean, as much. Yeah, not as much. And horses didn't command the 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 fees at stud that they do now. Right. And 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 they weren't as they didn't become so valuable like a like a horse who like essential quality if he was owned by the three of us mm-hmm. uh, reg- regular people we'd put him out to stud oh yeah we'd take the money <laughs> <laughs> we would take the money and right. be done sorry we're retiring uh, but yeah. but uh you know they, they can afford to keep him in training his stud career you know can wait basically i hope and, and, right and again it'll depend on him i mean he's got a you know he's got to get through his three-year-old year healthy if something happens where uh, even if it's a minor injury where he's going to need time it probably makes more sense to just retire him and stand him at stud already. Right. You know, but he's in good shape. He's not. He's not over pushing it. Yeah. Right? So exactly. Which you know, I think a, a, lot of horse miles who, on him. a horse run, who runs like that can kind of extend his career. I mean, he doesn't. You know, he, again, he doesn't really blow anybody away. His his effort, I'm sure, is hard. He's working hard, but it, right. but, but he doesn't overdo it. You know, and he just seems really chill at the barn. He seems really chill training. He he kind of doesn't. Uh, he, he just doesn't get ahead of himself. You know, which he, is probably all good athletes are like that to some degree. Right. Yeah, he sounds like a cool, like a level-headed golfer or something. Yeah. What is the longest uh, amount of years that a horse has run? Okay, first off, <laughs> there's a difference, obviously, between a great horse who is, um, as they say, intact, who, who is a colt or a horse, who can go to stud and a gelding. Oh, and, right. And... So geldings have been known to race many years beyond. Uh, I mean, you talk about Kelso or Forgo or who else? I guess you guys don't remember Exterminator. <laughs> Exterminator? <laughs> Even the Exterminator before your time. Yeah. Come on. Okay, Let's, okay. Come on. Terry, you guys be making names up now. You, know? well, you guys wouldn't remember me, little whippersnappers. Yeah. Best horse I ever saw. Yeah. Do you guys remember Calvin Coolidge? Yeah. No, but... Wait, was he your roommate in college? Yeah. That was the longest running horse I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. But the, in the geldings tend to run as long as they can. Like Tom's favorite horse uh, of all time, I guess, is was named Whitmore, mm-hmm. is named Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not... I don't know that I'm going to go all time. I mean, he he is one of my favorite horses, but he's my favorite horse now. I feel like it changes over the you know, sort of not like they're not like football teams where you kind of pick a team. Although I have changed my football teams too, so um, my loyalty knows. Oh, well, no you bounds. can't do that. Yeah, I know it's really lame, isn't it? Well, just as long as you didn't switch to, like the Patriots or something. No, I'm not a Patriots. Although I I will root for the Patriots if friends of mine the get Bengals? tickets for me. I like the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, well, that's. No one's going to fault you for that. Right. I switched to the Bengals. <laughs> from where? From who? From uh, the Browns? I mean, what? <laughs> where? No, I used to root for the 49ers when I was a kid. Oh, okay. So, so you went like, went you know, more home. You're, yeah. a Kentucky, you're a Kentucky, Saratoga. And I was in Kentucky, youth. and then it was 15 years down there. So I started rooting for the Reds makes, and the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's they were fair. on TV. Yeah. So, well, and they're just so talented. Oh, I mean, man. Just, well, they had the boomer years. Great you know? record of success, yeah. you know, in many, many years of, uh, of playoff Joyful. Excellence. Yeah. But Fandom. Whitmore was but an yeah. eight-year-old, and he ran. Uh, he just retired the other day. He ran in a race on Saturday, the Forgo. Yeah, that, right, yeah. As an eight-year-old. I, re- I read your. As an eight-year-old. Wow. He was a champion wow. sprinter, actually, last year as a seven-year-old. 
um, won the Breeders' Cup Sprint. He ran that race four, four, four times. Wow. Uh, and won it last year at Keeneland as a seven-year-old. So Okay. And he hadn't won a race this year, but he had been on the board in all four of his prior starts before Saturday. He actually suffered a, a kind of a minor injury in the race, uh, fractured a little bit of a bone in his uh, sesamoid bone, which is a, a, leg, a bone in his leg. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he's a cool old nice, gelding, nice you know, like, like Terry yeah. said. He's just a gelding. You know, castrated male, obviously. Why is he gelded? A lot of times they geld horses just for behavior reasons. You know, uh, there's no, they're not going to get the maximum potential because they're just a little too distracted. Okay. A little meathead. <laughs> by, you know. Yeah. The, what's walking by. What's yeah. going around inside their body. And, right. You know, like, yeah. Okay. So, you know, and really, it's not a bad idea. I mean, the geld horses, a lot of times people are, oh, they gelded him. I can't believe it. But, I mean, unless he has a, a real good stallion potential. That, that doesn't make That's a lot I mean, of sense. I mean, we gel, so. geld our dogs all the time, right? Yeah. yeah but right. un, unfortunately, <laughs> obviously, you don't know whether he has a good stallion potential right. until right. after he races. Right. Right. So, funny side, probably yeah. the most famous horse in this area. Yeah, right. In terms of, well, outside of Tis the Law. Yeah. Um, was gelded early and then went on to have a great career. And he would have been great at stud right. or at least would have had a chance at some, stud. Some money, yeah. But they had gelded him. On the other hand, there is a possibility that he never would have been thought of for stud. If he didn't if get the, gelded. If he hadn't. Right. Yeah. So catch 22. Double-edged yeah. sword. Well, there's got to be some technology now. You freeze some freeze some, some semen if need be although you, yeah. I, not, I guess you'd be doing that with every horse you gelded yeah. you need a big warehouse not, racing. not allowed oh yeah. that's right you said that yeah. no artificial insemination uh, yeah. yeah as a matter of fact I've read this story one Rats. time about uh, there was a a horse running in Germany that was a Russian horse Russian bred horse okay and he won this race and they and he was a three-year-old, and it was pointed out that his stallion, his sire, had died like 12 years ago. Because in Russia, they still allowed mm. that. Oh, mm. interesting. But huh. it's not allowed here. Not allowed yeah. here. Is that a problem with international horse law? I don't know. That's <laughs> Is that a, like I've an never issue? even heard of that case. That's <laughs> that, inter- there aren't a lot of big... Uh, Russian stallions, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to tell that to the Russians. Yeah, we're not going to disparage them too much. Right. They may be listening. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 they may be on uh, our phones, neighbor, social media. Neighbors to Prague. Yeah. What do you right. mean? Neighbors to Prague. Yeah. Right. Very <laughs> close to Prague. <laughs> what, what do you mean, maybe? Yeah, listening? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're huge in Russia. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're eavesdropping or not. Exactly. Exactly. One of the only American shows allowed over there. Oh. He's actually back on the table. Also available in North Korea and China. (laughs) (laughs) North Korea loves us. Coming soon to North Korea. All right. We'll let back the table in. Um, That's fine. So, Whitmore, what do you like about the horse? Uh, I just kind of liked him. He was kind of, you know, horse that shows up all the time. Uh, kind of has a cool attitude. Just kind of a, uh, you know, he's kind of a little bit rambunctious behind the starting gate. Kind of like I don't, I don't want to go in there, you know. Kind of like a little testy about it, and then he okay. ends up going in. Acts like he doesn't really want to run, but he sort of does every time. And you know, just been writing about him for several years. And say, just sort of yeah. get an You're attachment eight? to these horses. Yeah. So I think I he won a race up here as a five-year-old. Um, a big he won the Forgo as a five-year-old. It was kind of a big deal, and then. 
got to you know really got to know is the people that uh, train him. His trainer and, and exercise rider Ron and Laura Moquet. They're kind of they're from Arkansas, and you know he's Ron's become a friend of mine, and it's it's, it's been a cool ride to kind of follow along yeah. and from a distance at times. And you know, like I remember watching the Breeders' Cup here in Saratoga at my on my couch at home and. Whitmore won, you know, I was just like pumped, you know, I remember yeah. just like, I don't even really remember the rest of the races that day, just like just being like, oh, psyched yeah. that he won. I like that know? horse. Nice. It's funny, we had a, a one of these accounts that we have to use, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what it was, it's it's an email blast account that we have, and Joe and I couldn't figure out what the password was, and finally we got to get a password, and it was like, you know, something, something, Whitmore 7891 or something. And Joe was like, yeah. you had to change the password on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're definitely running this. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't think I did. But yeah. he's like, come on, you know yeah. you did. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. So, but Whitmore, unfortunately, retired. Uh, he suffered that injury the other day. But uh, he's going on to a second career now. I guess he's going to become a, probably become a riding horse. The, the woman, Laura, that rides him every day. She has show horses and stuff like that. So she may turn him into a kind of a riding horse. But he, he has a, a minor injury that he'll just kind of recover from probably and just go back home and chill out and chill just kind of be he, like. He's a, done his work. Yeah. Is Wait that local? No, that, good for him. Local that he'll, he'll be staying? No, he'll go. Um, he'll probably go. I mean, they're in Kentucky. They're based in Kentucky most of the year and in Hot Springs, Arkansas for part of the year. And they sort of have a home there. There's, I'm not a, big, exactly there's sure. a big track down there, right? There's Oakland Park is right. there. Yeah. What they call the Saratoga of the South. Yes, that's so, right. We talked uh, about that. I've never been. I, we're we're hoping to go this year. We've been talking about trying to get down there. When's that season? They go basically like mid-January. Oh. Around President's Day, I think. It's a nice time to get May. out of here. Oh, they're earlier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're oh, in okay. December now. You call that President's Day? I call it Coolidge Day. Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Calvin Coolidge. Again. Terry Calvin Hill. Coolidge today. <laughs> now, if you guys make it down there, we're going to yeah. do a, a remote podcast, and All it'll right. just be a walkabout on the Saratoga of the South, yeah. comparing Ooh. Saratoga to Saratoga. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like you know, it. From all reports, better. it's kind of a similar uh, vibe. I mean, I think the town is very different. You know, Saratoga's very unique, as as we all know. And Saratoga but, but it's kind is of a more historical too right right and and but everybody's really into the races there like when you go to restaurants and stuff people are like reading the form or they're talking about the races and stuff where you don't really see that in places like you know where they have major tracks like in new york or chicago or la you go somewhere and you're at the belmont stakes and you go into new york city and you're like oh i'm here for the belmont stakes you're like what's that what's that yeah (laughs) Yeah. right not like here and i know in, in hot springs it's kind of the same thing well, I noticed that in uh, some of the – I forget who you guys were interviewing. I don't know if it was the essential some, – one of the horse owners that just won had never been here before, and they were saying, you know, it's my first time actually being to Saratoga. And, like, it really is magical. And yeah. It might be the big, best racing city I've ever been to. And they said something about the best racing fans. And, and yeah. I don't know if it was the same article, but they were saying how people are actually here for the races. You don't roll up yeah. and it's, it's a casino, right? right? It's not just – people aren't here to gamble. They're, not, they're actually here because they care about the horses and they care about horse racing. Yeah. That was a great quote. That was Brad Cox, actually, the okay. trainer of Essential Quality, who okay. actually grew up like two or three blocks away from Churchill Downs, where they have the Derby every year. So, so that's a it's a big statement. Yeah, for him. I thought it was really. He's going to get in trouble when he goes home. I know. That's <laughs> I saw him this morning, and I said, "Hey, 
are your are, are your people back in Louisville gonna like give you a hard time about that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, no, you know. He's like, it's right. I'm they being know. honest. Yeah. yeah. So and even Louisville's the same way. They're all in on the Derby and stuff when it's going on. But that's it. But kind of that's it. You know what I mean? But why do you think that? That's kind of interesting. I would expect. I mean, when I think about horse country, I yeah. think of. I think everyone thinks of Kentucky. Not, I mean, they're know. pretty savvy down there. They are into it. You know, like more so than just the anywhere America you might be. Right. So like in Louisville you go out to different places and there's horse themed restaurants and stuff and there's art on the wall right. and you know bourbon's a big part of it. Sure. And, um, so they're not like totally absent of it aside from Derby Week but it's not you know it's not like here. I mean it's a bigger city too. I mean there's right. a lot more going on there. There's oh, this is a mammoth city. There's well, so I much know. happening here. <laughs> there is so like to, much If you like to eat and drink there's always stuff happening here. But. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. I'm surprised yeah. to hear that. It yeah, is it beautiful cool out there. That. We did a bourbon, bourbon tour out there with all the, the distilleries, yeah. and like it's like in between horse farms. That it's just gorgeous. Mm. It just seems like people should be into horses out there. Yeah, I it's live just there. Just like the setting for it's perfect. I like living there. It was 15 years I lived there almost, and you yeah. know I go back once or twice a year. Yeah. Huh. It's fun. I was ready to leave though when I left, so come back home, Saratoga. Welcome to sunny Saratoga. Here we are. Place to be. And, you know, University of Kentucky is there, too. And right. there, it's not so historical because the basketball players are only there for a year. Right. They, they just show up for one year. They go right and to the pros. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. One and so Cal they, Perry they, method. They yeah. never get into right. it. Right. So it's yeah. a, they show up for the derby. Right. Who's the horse <laughs> of the year? He'll be gone next year. We'll see the next class. They're used to that. They're yeah. justified. They're like, the six yeah. starts, out of here. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go out to stud. <laughs> then they go out to stud. Yeah, it's pretty, they, they go so sign the a big contract, the and there's a new crop coming. That's right. Yeah. How long money. was Justify's career? Five six, months? Six, six starts. How many yeah, months? He started his career wow. in February, I think. First and start in February, won the Triple Crown in June. first or second week of June. Right. And that was all she That's wrote. it? Yeah. No yeah. shit. Maiden race, allowance race, Santa Anita Derby, and then... Does he even know, he's a ra- did he know he was a racehorse? Is he just I don't like, know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He did that a few times. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> we doing any more that? No, it's just sex now. Not just okay. sex. Yeah. M- much better life now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good oh, for yeah. him. Jeez. Struck gold. It's good work if you can get it. Well, the other race, the the forego, what t- we got to talk about the biting, the oh. savaging. I mean, that was unbelievable. That was really cool to watch. Did you see it jump in on when that. it was happening? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. I mean, what an unbelievable thing to look at. Did you see it, Jay? I did not. Uh, so, I did okay, not. I'll will let you go see meet. it? Yeah, you can, you can I, see I, it I absolutely online. will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What could someone who's more educated talk so about would, that? That was cool. I covered the race, and I was I was telling Joe two nights ago when we finished the paper. Like I was like I wrote that story, you know, two days after the race, and I f- still feel like I didn't really do it justice. It was just such a bizarre incident. I mean, it, it does happen from time to time where you'll see a horse they'll be running side by side each other, and one horse will kind of reach over, for lack of a better phrase, just kind of like crane their neck over and try to take a bite out of the other horse. Right, yeah. Next so so, so they, for if you guys didn't see the race, these horses are running neck and neck to each other. The other one just starts viciously biting the other one Yeah, as they're running. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yopan was the horse on the on the inside, and Forenze Fire was the horse that was to his outside. And basically, those two were just kind of like battling the whole race. It was a seven furlong race. So they're just kind of duking it out the whole way. They get into turn into the stretch. Yopan is still on the lead. Forenze Fire actually starts to look like he might be starting to gradually catch up to him and maybe pull away. And all of a sudden, he just kind of like, you know, 
goes to the side and just kind of goes right toward his neck and his head. Mouth is open. The rider's trying to, you know, Jose Ortiz tried his best to try to pull the reins back to kind of straighten his head back out. Meanwhile, he, Forenzi Fire actually grabbed hold of the bridle a couple spots, grabbed onto him, and then let go, and then grabbed onto him again. Yeah, he, wouldn't, he we didn't give up. Yeah, and it, and and then end up losing the race. I mean, he blew it. He blew yeah. it. He was gonna win. <laughs> he I mean, had looking it. at it, you're like he's gonna win. <laughs> it was it was. Did he lose incredible. or was he disqualified? He did lose. Yeah. So if he had won and did that, oh, that's a good he would have been disqualified. Yeah. yeah. So oh, he would have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because okay. you cannot interfere with yeah. The, yeah. another horse. But right. did, did he place? He was second. Yeah. Was so he disqualified? He, from he was not disqualified for second because it didn't affect the outcome of the third horse. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Savage the third horse. Then and he finished first. Then they would have disqualified him down. Yeah. But yeah. savaging. It's a great savaging, term. So I, I didn't. Right? I didn't know that term before. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's crazy. Savage him. The most is, ironic thing about the race was Forenze Fire. He ran in a race at Philadelphia Park, or it's called Parks Racing now. It's in Philadelphia. Yeah. In a race called the Gallant Bob Stakes. This, this was two, two or three years ago. Two years ago. And a horse that was in the race with him tried to savage him. So he's been on the giving end and the receiving and he's, end. Oh, and he, times, he learned it. Yeah, <laughs> neither neither time was there was a disqualification. He didn't. Frenzy Fire obviously didn't win Saturday. Right. The time that he was savaged, he won. So the horse that so did it didn't it matter didn't get disqualified. He, so, so he, he should have learned. So he yeah. learned it there. That's what <laughs> right. I'm like. He must have learned it there. What if learned I learned it from him? watching yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what, what was what was interesting to me is that. Uh, Tom had sent me, my editor, had sent me out on uh, to interview a jockey like two weeks before, a jockey who had retired from racing. He was now just being an exercise rider and stuff. Okay. And he came back for a race. And he came back, and he's 53 now, and he came back for this race. And so I said, and I guess they gave it to me because they said, hey, this is a perfect story for Terry, an old guy trying to make it again, you know? And so. 53 is young. <laughs> so he. He came back and he finished second in the race. I interviewed him, I wrote a story about it, and move on. After that, the incident, I went back and I was talking to him about other things. I went to the barn and. I said, did you see that race? You know, the uh, race where the savaging happened. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, it happened to me twice. Once as the aggressor and once as the uh, victim. Right. And he said, both times exactly the same thing happened. When I was the aggressor, I pulled him back and we lost the race. Right. And when I was attacked... We won the race. The horse is distracted. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it, you don't win. So there's no winning no. in savaging. Yeah. Don't do it. However, don't do it, kids. I'm not going to get you anywhere. I have to say that yeah. my father told me that he saw a... Uh, my father lived in the 18th century. And he, <laughs> that he saw a, uh, a photo finish in which a horse lost photos by a nose. <laughs> it, was, it was a drawing. Yeah. It was a drawing. It was an oil painting. Oil painting. No, no, <laughs> no, they called them daguerreotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was under yeah. a big hood with yeah. a flash thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One said, chance to get it right. <laughs> right. He said that the, he saw the thing where the horse reached aside to bite the other horse and lost by a nose 
because, because the other he was horse biting. Kept, yeah, oh, because geez. the other horse kept his face wasn't straight. Oh, no, uh, that's crazy. I, and fair to me, the the he won the race, Yalpon, but. The best thing he did was not fight back. Like, like right. you would think it, the first instinct of the other horse would be like, "What? Ah, what okay, are you doing? let's fight." Yeah. You know. And he, he saw like he made one little look, like, "What are you doing?" And then he kind of put his head down and was like, "I'm going to win the I'm race." Getting out of here. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know what would happen if he fought back. Like it well, would have been I mean, a that yeah. total disaster. Two large animals exactly. sprinting next to each they other. They are. Yeah, they are thousand pound animals. You don't want that to happen. All of a sudden, Saratoga is known for uh, fight club. horse fighting. <laughs> horse fight clubs. <laughs> <laughs> the protesting would change. Yeah. They're now doing horse fighting up there. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. What next? <laughs> They're pitting them against each other. Oh my god! It, and it, but and it's. I, I don't know. Like I interviewed the owner of of Forensic Fire, uh, the attacker, and he was like, "All you want from your horse is you want him to try hard." And he was trying. Like right. I can't be really be that mad at him. I you mean, know what yeah, I mean? like he really wanted to win. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, but. And, and he he was very diplomatic and kind of proud of his horse. He was down there in the winter circle, even though he didn't win. But he was just like, I can't believe that happened. Like, yeah, you know, like so everybody else, you know? right? That was a shock. So yeah. there, he, it wasn't like this horse had been biting other horses its whole life. No, right. no. Yeah. And I would think if that ha- I, I don't know any instance of that happening, but I would imagine if if that starts like if if, if a horse yeah. if a horse kept doing that, yeah, they would have to kind of do something about that. You're okay, a, look, a known you, biter. You, yeah, you can't race anymore. Like this is just causing I mean, too many problems. He's a witchu too. I mean, there were 45,000 people there watching that race, and I do believe there were 45 open jaws at that point, drop oh, yeah. jaws. Oh, yeah. We were all just... Was there like an audible that, gasp at the, at the track? Th- there was where I yeah. was standing, yeah. which yeah. was... Yeah. Yeah. No, and even Steve Asmussen, the trainer of the winner, I mean, I, he, I walked out with... Tom was covering that race, but he was on his way to saddle a horse in the next race, and he was just like... Things we've seen happen. Like, can you imagine? Like, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I've never. Like, you can't prepare for that. You can't anything. Right. There it is. You know. And <laughs> uh, to me, it goes back to that. They're, you know, we're betting our money, and people are cheering for number one or number three or whatever. But they're right. animals with brains, and that's what he decided to do in he, that instance. He thought you know? he needed to bite. Right. He was being taunted the whole race. Yeah, he's, I've had enough. Me. He'd yeah. had yeah. enough. Right. right. <laughs> what they didn't get is what you know, Yaupan was saying to him the whole time. Exactly. He got yeah. nothing. Yeah. He, got he was nothing. trash talking. Yeah. 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 I don't care if you try to. Finally look. said something about his mother, and that yeah. was that it. That was it. He, he snapped. crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> there is a famous photo, though, of a horse biting another horse. What is that from? Yeah, there's a couple. There's one, that one. There was the one that he was involved with most, most recently, and that won the Eclipse Award, I think, for the, the best thoroughbred race. Photo, photo of the year, but there is there's an old one that they call the Savage, which is at yes. Belmont, I think, and maybe in the 60s or 70s. I don't know the players. Exactly, I, I but wonder I've seen if that. that's the origin of the term? the term. Yeah, I don't know where the term yeah. came right, from like to begin chick, with. Chicken or the egg? It's was a terrible the... term. It sounds awful, you know, because <laughs> because nine times out of ten they actually never really make contact. You know, like, like it's hit just the bridle. Like, or, yeah, 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 or they just miss because they're going. Face it, they're going 30 miles an hour, yeah. you know, like you can't. It's, a t- it's yeah. tough to time a bite. Exactly. Right. And this one was just uh, just bridle. There was no Yeah, he never actually. No gouging yeah, or anything. Yeah, he actually, yeah. He, it was wild. And I wonder if he had enough wherewithal to be aiming for the bridle. Like, it's like the horse is brown, the bridle's white. Did he actually go for that? Yeah, that's the famous oh, that's one. It. Tom, yeah, just, Tom just pulled up on his phone. That's a real famous one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's much cool. more of a reach around, like in the okay. like he's going for his face, and and that's the one where he lost. Is that where that's what you were talking about, Terry? No, that no, wasn't that, that, that one. Yeah, this know. was yeah. an actual photo finish, you know. 
But let me ask you, does will that picture show up on this podcast? Only if I point the <laughs> microphone at it. Oh. <laughs> Moving to YouTube in uh, 2022. Got a face. Everybody said I had a face for radio. There we are. By the way, I would urge anybody listening to this to, uh, which is probably what six, seven people. Oh, um, at least. I, I'm I here at the table now. We got five. Very <laughs> hell. I have three kids, so we count them. They're, they're big listeners. Okay. I'll listen. Yeah, to I know Jack, Jack Ryan, and Nolan are listening. I listen We're when I'm editing, time. but I don't know if that counts on the <laughs> account. Yeah, you know. like, yeah. I would Analytics. urge. I would urge them to go to N. Myra.com and see the the replay oh, yeah. of that, including you. Yeah. I definitely yeah. will. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on Instagram I, I, for the I'd kids out there. Choose head on view, too. Like there's a yeah, pan oh, cool. view or yeah, the head on yeah. view. The head on view is amazing. Nice. Yeah. What, what race was it? Not that I'd have to search that hard, but no. it, it was on I, the, I saw the it last couple on, of races of the day, so it, it must have been earlier. It yeah. was on the 28th. Of uh, August, and it yep. is called the Four Ghost Days. Yeah. So, so been, it'll uh, be it's probably the eighth or the ninth. I don't yeah. know. There were, no. there were twelve Joel, or thirteen that day. It gets a little yeah. kind of yeah. run yeah. together, a little blurry. Yeah. It's listed. Actually, you okay. could probably just go on YouTube yeah. and say at this point, Four yeah. Ghost Days. Just Google savaging and savage. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Operate yeah. <laughs> 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 up. Actually, that does work because I I looked at it earlier. <laughs> Noble savage. Um. <laughs> 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 So that was all. I mean, that was. I don't know. That's yeah. cool. Something unique like that happens. That's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Even like the casual fan is just like, holy shit! Look at that. That's pretty amazing. Um. So the summer's over. Summer wrap ups. Nice some questions. Oh, he's turning a page. Page two of the notebook. Page two. A lot of notes here. It's a, notes. a very thick notebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mostly empty. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, Terry, I'll ask you first. Who won the meet? What was the what was the big highlight this year? So like you said, like who won the meet? Could it be could it be a horse? Could it be a trainer? Could it be a jockey? If you're like Saratoga's in the books, who jumps out or what jumps out at you? Well, from a magazine standpoint, <laughs> I would have to say that the the MVP of uh, of the newspaper this year Uh-oh, you got- is somebody we haven't talked about. Okay, it's Mary Eddy, who. What came on as an intern last year, but didn't write enough articles last year because of COVID to even qualify as a rookie. And uh, this year, she's rookie like of the year, freshman kind of, and MVP. I mean, Tom. Right. There was an issue in which Tom wrote what was it, sixty four hundred words of the publication. Okay. Tom and was then, like, someone please help. About 6,300. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's being modest. <laughs> 4,500. He's being okay. modest. It was 6,400. <laughs> yeah. so the, the other thing is that you have classifications of interns. So you're not just an intern. Right. You start off at a certain level. And you, you start off, you know, if you're nice. the world's oldest intern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's three, another Three years running. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Still holding the title. <laughs> and bettering it every yeah. year. <laughs> I haven't gotten much interest from anyone else in, in Terry's age group. <laughs> We're optimistic. We might go to the senior center later. Yeah. <laughs> but when, so speaking of Terry, so we talk, I always talk about Terry, about him coming back, and I, I, I joke with him even. I say, uh, usually the interns we have them back for one or two years. You know, one after the first year if they do a good job, I'll ask them to come back for a second year. 
very, very rare they come back for more than two years. Just because it's like time to leave the nest. Right. Go do something else. It's not, we're not like a job. We're, we're two months a year. Yeah. With Terry, uh, I said, Terry, I asked him after the first year if he'd come back. He said, I'm going to talk to my wife, Miranda, who is lovely and kind of the anchor of, of the whole Terry. And <laughs> lovely Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I asked, uh, I, he said, let me talk to Miranda about it. And so then he, of course, he said he was coming back. And, He's oh sure I'd love to and so then now now I'm just like Terry, you are grandfathered in like you are going to be yeah and you're yeah, literally you know, a grandfather want, right yeah. and you are a grandfather so see so I you're mean, in forever so I'm not going to ask you again you yeah. just assumed that you'll be yeah. back next year that's that's what I love is the wordplay I mean I'm yeah. a writer I've always been a writer and I love that I mean I was telling them earlier the. The thing I loved about Tom saying grandfathered in, yeah. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> and it's like uh, I, I did a race recap in which I quoted Chad Brown the other day. The thing I loved out of 500 words, the thing I loved most about that recap was the fact that he had used plan B, plan B as a verb. You know, <laughs> he said, so... That that race got rained out, so I had to, I had to plan B her into the Della Rose nice. stakes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> These are the small things, things that Terry writers love. Yeah, yeah. Right. very writer geek. He's like, what I here. say? You're like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So for you, Mary Eddie. So great intern. Where's she from? Is she did a, a great job right here in Saratoga. Local gal. Yeah. Right okay. Here in Wait. Oh, she's well, the last name's Eddie. Of the Eddies. Yeah. Like is related EBI, to half Eddie's, the town, right? Some of the Eddies have worked here. I, I, we know. Oh, okay. We know the Eddies. Eddie's Saratoga Beverage, High EBI. graduate, like me. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, came to us last year. I, I interviewed her at, like in March, early March, before the shutdown. And um, you know, I thought she was a really good candidate then. I thought she'd be a great member of our normal team that we always used to have. And you know, we hadn't had made any decisions, and then all of a sudden we, we couldn't make any decisions because we just didn't really have any staff. But then I thought, you know, she's here. She knows racing a little bit, um, you know, knows the product. Knows the town. Gets knows it. the town. Yeah. And there was she wrote some stories, like, off-site, like, talking to some people, got on the phone, called a few people, did some, like, background-type research and type stuff with us. And I said, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's stay in touch if, you can, if it can work out for next summer. Let's, uh, let's do it. So... Nice. Did she come to you mostly for like the journalism aspect or because of the racing or both? More of the racing, I think. But I think now she's found that she sort of like likes it and kind of is like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this, you know, and she's, huh. she's improving uh, on a week to week basis, which has been nice. Nice. So, Tom, for you, who, who won the meet? Who's big star Saratoga this year? Oh, man. Horses? Uh, uh, Whitmore. Are we going Whitmore? Well, <laughs> he was only third in the. Vanderbilt and Vandoff. <laughs> be kind of obvious so, if he. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think you got to go, um, you know, it's between Malathot, who won the right. Alabama yeah. uh, last weekend, kind of redemptive victory. She finished second in the Coaching Club American Oaks after Todd Pletcher, who'd been a guest with us on this podcast, oh, yeah. uh, admitted that maybe they overthought the tactics a little bit in that race. And, you know, she they felt like they. They almost like said he almost said like we dishonored her with thinking about it too much and maybe we got her beat, and then she comes back and wins the Alabama, which is the biggest Philly race of right. the whole meet, and in you know very professional fashion. She's a very nice horse, and 
watched her win the Kentucky Oaks kind of in the same way. She's been very nice. And then, of course, essential quality. It's hard to kind of get around him. I mean, he won the Jim Dandy with a, a right. really wide trip and real professional and just, like, did enough, like Joe said. Just, just does enough to, like, leave enough in the tank for the next time. And then that next time happened to be the Travers. And, and really, you know, Midnight Bourbon was a horse that we haven't mentioned. Right. Tonight was second to him in the Travers. Yeah. Steve Esmussen, who trains Yaupon and Jackie's Warrior, that both won on Saturday. Huge performances. Yeah. I mean, at Steve Esmussen almost won that race too. He almost won the Travers, and you know, like I, I just I found myself watching the the Travers in the last eighth of a mile, like in the box, and just like clapping for the two horses, like they were just throwing it down at the end, that last eighth of a mile. I mean, that's what we hope for. It's only about a twelve second rush that we get where the yeah. everything materializes where you hope, and I'm like. You know, those are the two best horses, and you just want to see you them want sort of there. slug it out right yeah. there at the end. And at a, at a mile and a quarter race with a packed house and, you know, everybody kind of into it. And, and, and it was great. I mean, a nice and, moment. You yeah. know, a real tip of the cap to the runner-up in there. Sometimes I I fall for horses that are gutsy in defeat, you know. And yeah. He, he was one. I mean, he, he ran so well. And, and Steve Esmussen is just an amazing kind of guy. Love to get him on the podcast if he wasn't I was gonna so say, busy. Did he, he's I, really busy. He he became the all-time leading trainer in North America, and he's just a real character. And oh, man, I mean, Joe and Sean probably know him a little bit better than I do. Okay, and, but I, I I've been writing about him and his horses for years. Where's he based out of? He's in. He's from Texas, but he's really okay. everywhere. I mean, he lives. He's everywhere. In Texas. He's omnipresent. Yeah. yeah, he has <laughs> he has horses in Kentucky, New York. Uh, How come Louisiana, you don't hear his name Texas. as much? Not that you don't hear his name, but as far as like you know, Baffert and Pletcher, I feel like yeah. there's you know, Chad Brown. Other that's just, he's a local guy. You hear these names a little bit more well, often. Well, he, he he does factor in the national scene. He trained a filly named Rachel Alexandra oh, a yeah. few years ago, yep. and of course he won. He's won uh, triple. He's won triple crown races. He won, he trained Curlin, okay, was horse of the year a couple times, yeah. and Rachel, and he was in, he factors in the triple crown like almost every year. Like okay, when, I feel like when he breaks into wins the Derby, then he becomes. He maybe moves into that next level. It's really the only race he's probably hasn't won. He's won the Preakness in the Belmont Breeders' right, so Cup Classic. He's got a nice resume. Yeah. All-time leading trainer in North America. Pretty amazing. Yeah, and he's a real character. I mean, just, get him down here yeah. next summer. Smart, yeah. really smart, really <laughs> nice. good horseman, and uh, you know, good businessman, and kind of understands the game and, awesome. and really respects the history of Saratoga. I think and its place in in the racing world. And you know, hats off to him. Cool. I just want I just want to tell you that. Yeah. Tom has a quirk that is that he <laughs> does not watch the races while they're happening. I mean, if it's an ordinary, I mean, he watches the big ones. Yeah. But otherwise, if it if it's a stakes, the derby. if it's a stakes race and he is covering it, he will watch the trainer while the trainer is watching the race. Oh, that's interesting. Or, because he covers it that way. He said, you know, I just learned. He said, I can watch the, the race. The replay. Uh, right. Yeah, a hundred times at home. And so, so he watches that. It's interesting with Asmussen because he does not watch the race anywhere close to where the rest of the people yeah. are. He goes way down the track and he watches it from by what? himself. By, down by the eighth pole. You got to go find it. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. best part. And I did it, I kind of stumbled into this theory that or this practice that he does at Philadelphia Park one year he had a horse in the Pennsylvania Derby or the, the Cotillion I guess and he walks I kind of was there covering that race for Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred and I was like what okay this trainer's here this trainer's there and I'm like where's Steve Asmussen going and I see him walking through the crowd like up the stretch through yeah. the 
people tear, they get Philadelphia Park, they Pennsylvania Derby Day is like this huge day at the track. Their only day they have a big crowd. And there's thousands of people on the sort of picnic bench front apron of the track. And right. Asmussen in his suit and tie is walking through the middle. Of Very clearly and, standing out. Yeah, and you hear people <laughs> yeah. go, hey, hey, that's that's Asmoso. Hey, <laughs> hey, Asmoso, you got a horse. Hey, Asmoso. And then the next thing you know, it's like everybody's like, hey, 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 hey. And they watch the that's race with him. And he's standing at the fence like a fan. <laughs> And he kind of, you see him start cheering, and he did this crazy whistle that day. And I can't remember the horse. It was one of those horses he had, one of those really good three-year-old fillies he had. And, yeah, I don't know. And he he does this whistle for her, like, woo, 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 like you would really whistle like a fan would whistle. Right. And so then I, and I asked him that day, why do you do that? And he went back to watching races way back as a kid at, and at like, kind of really, really small tracks. And that was sort of the best vantage point as a kid to go up there, up the stretch. It's where you could get a so spot So he does that here. He does it at Saratoga. His, some of his owners have a box seat in front of Section C in the clubhouse, which is way up the stretch. And the box, and the box seat's down front. So he watched, I saw, he watched Jackie's Warrior from that box seat early in the meet. And then at Traverse Day, he was actually on the ground, up the stretch, along the fence, like... I mean, it's lunacy down there. There's people oh, yeah. drinking all day. There's beer cans everywhere. Oh, yeah. People on people's shoulders, and they're like, bah! and there's Steve Asmussen watching his horse. You know, like the winningest trainer in North America yeah. is watching his horse run in a Grade One race with all these just lunatics. Yeah, oh, it's very cool. And then yeah. when when something like that happens, when he wins, the fan reaction to him. Is just phenomenal. Like it's the, and he's, he's high five there with the people masses, and they're like right. you know walking back and it, you know it, it's instead a, of being in the yeah. with, with the, the suits upstairs, he's in there with the right. people pounding yeah, white claws really for twelve cool. hours. Yeah, awesome. yeah, no, it, and it's that part. I, he, if yeah, to me, if you were uh, there were there were tons of horses who won the meet that did well. If you're looking for a person, even though he's not going to win the training championship, he's not going to be anything. He, he, I, I would probably lean towards Steve and watching him. He, the early in the meeting was him chasing that record, and he runs horses all over the country. So nobody right. was sure where he was going to break the record. Oh, he's got so horses running in Texas. He's I got see. horses running in Kentucky. Horses running in Saratoga. He okay. all over, and then he ended up breaking it here. And he was, and he was here because he frequently goes out of town to watch his horses run. You know, so was he, he here because he knew he was going to break it, or he just nah, was here? I think it just worked out. Yeah. Like I think he, like he, he'll leave. Here on the dark day, Monday, Tuesday, he's gone. Yeah. But he happened. He was here, and maybe he set it up a little bit once he got that close to whatever. But to watch his reaction to the to Saratoga's reaction to him breaking to the hit, record, yeah, pretty the fun. The autographs for him. he signed, yeah, and just the talking to fans. I mean, and no Big other sport gets that. Yeah. I mean, where right. else would you want to be? Yeah, know, Saratoga. I mean, yeah, like, like, like when really like, cool. like when Michael Jordan sets the. NBA scoring record, the fans aren't there. I five right, He's not you know in a bar I mean? in downtown yeah. Chicago. And and, <laughs> right. and Aspen is literally yeah. walking through the crowd, high fiving people and signing autographs and go, Wasn't that he's like, Wasn't that neat? You know, like just like every like an everyday guy. It's really wild. That's uh, kind of you guys have talked about that in the past, how at horse racing you can go to the park and be like walking past, you know, the yeah. Derek Jeter or George Steinbrenner, or whoever is just kind of floating around with you. That is yeah. pretty unique. No, and the jo- Saratoga, the way it's set up, where the jockeys walk back to the jocks room through the crowd yeah. and they give little kids goggles and right. they sign autographs. And Naira's done a good job where they hand out these, they're like big 8 by 10 almost like cartoon type things. And, okay. and, and they, the kids get the jockeys to sign it. And I was trying to interview, I was interviewing Jose Ortiz after a race, and this kid comes up with one of those cartoon things. And he had. It was Irad Ortiz's cartoon, and he, Jose Ortiz goes, "That's my brother, man. He he, I, he wishes he looked like me." And the, you can see the kid shuffling through, trying to wait find, a minute, yeah, 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 find the right one. And, you know, 
That's funny. And that just what, doesn't. What, was it really his brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he had really the wrong funny. one. You know, he had the right. And the kid just <laughs> yeah. shuffled it to the Jose oh, one. Oh shit! Was, oh, yeah. Here. yeah. So sorry, I, sorry. I, I was in my house watching the race uh, on. Uh, what, I think it was on Fox or something, but they actually show the the. Uh, it might be the same cartoon. Yeah, I assume, yeah. You yeah. see so it those on the are screen. The pictures yeah. that you see on the yeah. screen, and uh, we were kind of like, "Well, that that's pretty close." Kind of yeah, looks okay, like. Yeah, I'll assume it's a computer like thing. Yeah. It's a Photoshop thing, or I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it is, but they're they're, they're kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, they're caricatures. It is cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's very cool. Yeah. And I would, I've never been to, like, a baseball spring training, but I would assume it's similar. You know, like, oh, when you see right. players signing autographs yeah. at spring training, it's way different it's than point. at a regular game. <laughs> and the know? other right. thing that happens, and tell me if this happens in other tracks, but on, for the broadcast that we're watching, the jockeys are coming out, and they're getting the attention, and there's smoke oh, and neon lights. That's kind of new. And everybody, it, yeah. <laughs> we were like, that's kind of new. Did Gaffney set this up? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Very much so. Where's that DJ guy? <laughs> Is that we Pauly like, D? Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's, I mean, these guys are getting rock star <laughs> treatment, you know, yeah. coming out. Uh, yeah. oh, There's cameras right yeah. on him. And John, John and Real is fun with their names sometimes. He got kind of, he hang, Ricardo Santana. <laughs> you know, and, and it's kind of cool. It gives like uh, a little Mike, Michael Buffer treatment. Yes. The funny thing is I talk to trainers who just, they're, I mean, it's fine. And it actually does, when you see the kids lined up, it, it's, it's kind of goofy, but it actually, it's a good thing. Whatever. Yeah, it's marketing. Right, yeah. You need to market it. It's good, good for yeah. the sport. But right, there's yeah. some trainers who go, why don't they do the trainers, man? Come on. I can do that. I can <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what would your, what would your music be? <laughs> That's you know, funny. Like, yeah, yeah, ask them. You know, that kind of thing. I what would your music I, be? Right. That's great. I don't yeah. think the trainers could make weight. No. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. But, yeah. Terry Hill's like five for five with the singers. <laughs> Oh my God, that's really funny. Dale Romans, for instance. <laughs> so Terry Hill is his name. T E R R Y Hill H I L L. Joe Clancy and Tom Law yeah. didn't mention Dale Romans. Okay. Right. <laughs> He's got one running tomorrow. I think that might win. He's due. He's due. Yeah. You know, I I went. Uh, my only bet on Travers was uh, for for our very good friend. Todd Pletcher, and uh, we've been texting not, a lot. Did not, yeah, I, I figured you guys stuff. Had me. Yeah, we've been in touch. He's got my paperweight. Yeah, uh, it didn't. It didn't do me well. Well, you I can't lost, win them all. Uh, lost five American dollars. Uh, uh, you know, I was hoping, uh, hoping to like triple that. So, uh, oh, yeah, next, time. next time, there's next time. always another you, race. You get that free Roman sandwich next time if things work out the right way. They crack, they break just the way you want them to. So Steve Asmussen's a big hero with the track this year. What was the biggest disappointment in the track this year? Wow. The weather, I would say. That's good, a good, good answer. Yeah, I, that you know, that's my answer for if you ask me. Our summer. <laughs> yeah. same, same with the restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. right. I, I mean, um, I was interviewing Chad Brown, who is known as the best grass trainer in in the world, maybe. Well. Who knows about Europe? But uh, at, least, at least in America, he's recognized as that. And so as a result, uh, chicken and egg, whatever, but he has a lot of grass horses. Okay. And his whole training and uh, racing protocols and everything that he did was upset by so, so much weather 
the bad weather. He said uh, uh, before Traverse Day, 40 races were taken off the turf and put on the dirt, which screws him up, obviously, and training, too. Yeah, and we hear uh, that a lot from trainers. I mean, Saratoga is such a sort of tight window. I mean, it's 40 days of racing in eight weeks. So if you have a grass horse, you're trying to get ready to run early in the meet, and it rains, and you miss your race, then you're trying. Then you're kind of playing catch-up. Oh, my whole schedule got out of whack. I got to hope, oh, they, I hope they write that race about. back. You know, and then, like, I remember talking to um, Bobby Roboto, who's kind of a smaller-time trainer. He won a race opening week with a horse. And he said, well, now I can probably run three times at the meet. It was supposed to rain. I was panicking. And if it rained, then I, I, I might not have been able to, I might have been able to get one more run. You know, I, right. I might have run once at the meet. And now I got my grass race in opening week. He won. And I can start to set up a schedule from there. But if I get, if it gets blown up and it's kind of, you can't just, you know, horses get preference based on the date they were entered. And if you scratch too many times out of a race like that, then then you lose preference. So sometimes people will run it's a like turf a, horse. It's like a credit score yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you've done this before. So there's friend. a lot more behind, like some fans will be like, well, what's going on? You know, and, and it's way more complicated than you so think. So that, that's why if they lose oh. a, if they lose their first turf race, then they lose their Yeah. Next. If you have a horse okay. that only wants to run on the turf, then you're not going to run them on the dirt. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so if it rains and they have no choice but to take it off, then you go, okay, hit pause. My horse is ready to run, and then you gotta do. And you can't just jump on the next. Turf yeah, race. If, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. You gotta find one you're eligible for. Yeah. You then have to probably change your horse's training pattern. You probably gotta right. you gotta work got them fast the next day yeah. because they're ready to run. So you gotta breeze them, and then you kind of start over again and hope the race comes back, and you find a spot to do. And you know that's why this week you'll see a ton of turf races over the next four days. Oh, just the weather looks good, and they'll be making they'll be making them up. You know? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. You know, anybody think about that? The scheduling must be intense with these horses, right? Because you know they're they're spaced out, they're spread out. So if a couple, you know, so if it's turf race just gets canceled in the rain period, basically. Well, you know. it's also distances. I mean, you get right. It, trainers look ahead for like several weeks and say, okay. My horse is eligible for this race right. and would be right for this race. The next one might not be for another couple of weeks. So if it takes off, gets taken off. Messes the, up. Yeah. And maybe you don't even get in. So, you know, yeah, then, then twice as many question, horses want to run in it. And right. they can only yeah, run 12. And then they, you know, then they, they basically draw. You get preference based on Charles your. That, that, well, you, is that where it comes from? Kind of the races. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the racing office will. will uh, the horses get preferred based on their date which is based on either their their last entry date or their last race date i think it's very it's kind of confusing but but huh. basically so if, if the race overfills they have to draw and yeah somebody gets left out of that race you get preference if you ran the last time that's why right. again some people if their turf horse is maybe okay on a dirt they'll run anyway to right. keep their preference just to keep their to, to their then show be able to run the next time yeah exactly and th- huh. this is kind of a stupid huh. question but are horses up here all summer, like if they miss their first race, are, are they're just hanging out waiting for the next one. So they're like, they come down not, to Henry Street and get a beer. <laughs> yeah, they're on Carolyn Street at one a.m. Yeah. There was they caught one in the parting glass parking lot a few years ago. Yeah, he got loose, ran all the way down to there. They, they you know, they corralled him in there and took him back. But uh, yeah, most trainers who run at Saratoga are here for the whole meet. But then some others, yeah. If you're a guy in Maryland and you ship all the way up here and the, and race, the race gets, gets canceled, canceled and you go back yeah. to Maryland, you yeah, know, so like, you're, yeah, you're it's, everything kind of gets totally screwed up. Yeah. So yeah, it's. And it kind of only happens at real at short meets like this, you know. Right. Like at, they go back to Belmont and they'll be there for the next four months. Like you know, you, you'll you'll be able to fit, find your spot. Find another race. It happens here. It happens crucial. at Keeneland, which is a short meet. 
and we're, and you talk. We talked to a lot of trainers who like that. It just you know, my, and there's my, more money up here, right? Yes. So if you're missing a race, it, you know. Yeah, and maybe a, maybe you were, you, yeah maybe we're using the first race to get to another race as a right. as a tightener or something to if you think your horse is good at a distance and you're like okay I got this targeted race at a mile and an eighth on July 23rd but my real target is a mile and a quarter on August whatever 15th yeah and the first race gets rained out then you don't even know whether you're ready you're ready for the other race you know uh, just, which is exactly why Chad Brown used the expression the expression. I plan to beat him yeah. into her into the Della Rose. Yeah. Terry, do you have Chad's number? <laughs> you bring them up no, a lot. I, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> what call to. He's a he, the local boy, the local he, hero. He is the leading uh, trainer in the thing. And also, um, uh, he's from Mechanic. I was going to yeah, he's a local yeah. guy, Chad Brown. What about you, Tom? What do you, what do you think? Who was your you know, biggest disappointment besides the weather, which is a, a great and true answer? <laughs> As my parents are in Philadelphia right now, my brother didn't go to work today because the highway in downtown Philadelphia is just a river. He goes, he sends me a picture. He just goes, I got the day off. <laughs> I, was like, I bet you did. Right. I, I saw that. But anyway. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> like, I saw the before and after oh, what that looks like. Nuts. And I was I'll like, that's made up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it sounded pretty vicious down there. In fact, Cece was like, "Is Joe? Is Sam? That's Joe's wife. Is Sam okay? It's down there, and like hurricanes and yeah. or torna- you guys tornadoes. Are in Maryland, and stuff. not too far, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. The Mid Atlantic, and yeah. They, they, we mostly just got. We mostly just where we are. Mostly just got rain and uh, yeah. you know some wind, but everybody was you know we're forty five minutes from Philly, so you know, but uh, not in a flood-prone area Nothing, kind of thing. No issues. Yeah, yeah. no no, no issues. Uh, you, you, you sweat it. You worry about it all. I know they, where I am is right near Fairhill Training Center where a lot of the horses are, Grand Motion, some other horses are based there. And they, they closed okay. that track that day because it was kind of starting to wash away. They had no right. training that day kind of thing. You know, so, I, but I think they, you know, My, we, weathered it disrupted. as well as they could. Yeah. yeah. Weathered it. Yeah, weathered it. There you go. It's like plan B did. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I love puns. He weathered yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big pun guy. Yeah. I wish I could come up with puns. I, I really yeah. like them when I hear them, and I, I just think it I'm sounds not. like you're spitting them out. You're just not maybe not realizing it at the moment. Yeah. You need Terry. Period. He'll catch it. Terry's yeah. probably a good pun. No, you did grandfather. Yeah, that was right. grandfather. Yeah. 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 Terry's grandfathered yeah. in. Yeah. Your lifetime grandfathered in. Disappointments. Um, yeah, it's tough. Besides the weather, turning um, fifty, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was the day after I turned 50 when I woke up August 1st. <laughs> that was, was like, the disappointment. Yeah. Now it's just another day and I'm 50. Yeah. You know, I don't have a party today. And you have a headache. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, we, we did a good, good, uh, a good stretch there. <laughs> the, that, you know, it's hard to say what the disappointment is. You know, it was great to, you know, after being here last year and, and dealing with the, the no crowds, and Terry Terry was too. I give. Terry a lot of credit. Everybody says, "Oh, Tom was here, but Tom was here. He's the only one here." I really wasn't. Terry was, Terry was here working with me too, and we did. And Paul with with Paul Halloran, who's a writer for us in the Boston area, comes over on big weekends to help us out. He's an old school sports writer kind of guy. Yeah, I saw his name. Good dude. Yeah, great, lovely guy. You know, I guess maybe one disappointment is sort of the uncertainty about the meet. You know, because of COVID. We weren't really sure what was going to happen. You know, it was looking like it was going to be everybody's going to have to wear masks or everybody's going to have to be vaccinated or they're going to have 
non-vaccinated sections, and right. there was a little bit of, uh, you know, I don't know if it was miscommunication about that, but whatever was going to happen, and just kind of like... People didn't know. Nobody knew, and they kind of threw yeah. it out the window. So conversely, we didn't really know what to do, so we weren't able to... We came up with a publishing schedule that I think really worked really well Wednesday and Saturday for us. Uh, I think this, the content that we provided in my opinion, was really good. We've gotten a lot of good oh, yeah. feedback from it, so I'm not the only one uh, saying it. You know, you pat yourself in the back. I'm going right. to. I'm always going to cheerlead for us, always. Yeah. You know, I, you guys we put have, out a lot of information. Mean, we have the best really product impressed. out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that sort of limited our opportunity to kind of uh, hire, like, a staff, like a full staff. And, right. and Terry can attest when we have, like, a team and we have the young young people that are eager and enthusiastic to get into like the business. Like Terry. I know. Like Terry. Yes. <laughs> we have Terry as the grandfather to them, and there's like usually three or four of them. You're like a grandfather yeah. figure to me. So thankfully we had Mary, who was kind of in that role. Stumpy. Yeah. Stumpy. Yeah. Stumpy. I got that written down. So Rio Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched the trailer today. Oh. I actually, it's a good movie. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to have to go back on these podcasts yeah. and explain that yeah. whole thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Terry was dropping a lot of stuff last time, right? Oh, yeah. Like a lot of references. A lot of references. We had, to, we had yeah. a lot of fire up the Google machine. A lot of Googling. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I, what I decided is after last time on this podcast that I would not drop any references or make any reference to anything before this century, you know, <laughs> outside of outside of outside of Cal I'm lear- lear- learning a lot, you know. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't, don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of Ted Lasso <laughs> references. I mean, we've got. I mean, Breaking we've, Bad. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If you start if you start dropping Ted Lasso and like White Lotus references, yeah, that would be White amazing. Lotus. So I just started White Lotus. I need to. We need to I'm talk. Three it's episodes. In. I'm only yeah. like yeah. one. I'm, in. I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Finished it. A little kooky. As soon as it came out. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV this time of year. It's nuts. Like people give me all kinds of recommendations. I have like notepads. I probably have four notepads that I've used for this season. Yeah. And quite often we record stuff, so you get everything on tape. James, you look great. But. <laughs> so I write down book recommendations or movies or TV shows. So I have a bunch. I always get a bunch uh, on the list. So. <laughs> You read books uh, in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> I have a hard on time tape. With... As long as they're in movie form. If I'm driving. <laughs> okay, this is a personal thing, but I gave a book to Tom, and I said, "I think you'd really like this." I read it, and it's about journalism and stuff. Was it oh, Coolidge's biography? And in fact, he I did it. read it. But he did not read it during the season or anything. No. He's he like, waited. you're going to need me like eight months for this. And yeah. he did love it. Right? Well, I have to read a lot of copy, you know, for, for the paper. You know, yeah. like almost every word that goes into the paper, Reading I'll, and writing, I'll yeah. read, you know. Your, so your free time, you look, you know. Yeah, every year right at the now. end of the meet, I, I sort of go camping for a couple of days and, you know, then maybe with some friends or maybe by myself. And I bring, a few years ago, I brought some books with me. And I'm like, get my hammock set up and I got my chair and I got my fire going or whatever I'm like I'm going to read and I re- read like one page and I'm, I'm like I'm going to read yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not reading you know? no not, not I, there yet I'm just going to yeah. like stare at the tree. going to throw rocks yeah. at this tree for a half yeah. hour I'm going to like <laughs> tend to my fire and my brain calm down cook and yeah. just kind of relax yeah nice. so but I'll, I'll, I'll so grab the un- it back the, up. the uncertainty goes for your loser of the meat basically yes yeah which I, I do think is yeah. it's funny that you know that I'm sure for you guys as well the last few months 
there, there was a, a window of normalcy. And I think that we forget that even in June, there were so many questions. Yeah. Like, there was... No one knew what the rules were. The rules yeah. were still changing. In, I mean, we're just, you know, this is September 2nd. Yeah. But the last three months have, have felt like a year. Um, I do think that that's, like, something that's been easily forgotten. Like, oh, like, well, they just dropped all the rules for SPAC and for the track and for restaurants and for everything. Yep. But even in June, it was their question marks. So, yeah, yeah, a did, lot of people did, were asking. It did make things difficult. Yep. Yeah, I can remember people just asking, like, what's it going to be like at the track? What's it going to be like? And I <laughs> wish I could tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May, April, May, June. Yeah, you didn't right. know. And then all of a sudden, bam! It's open. We're open. Come right. on in. We're open. Come on in. All you know, all bets yeah. are off. There's puns everywhere with horse racing. <laughs> all um, bets were off. What about yeah. you, Joe? What do you think? So, what was your what was your biggest letdown of the year? Yeah, I don't. I'm. Uh, these guys stole the biggest ones. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to pick a. I mean, it, as a, a perform, there were probably no performances that were letdowns. It I mean, wasn't like few, no were, horse that was like, was a few damn. Like, I thought I. You well, know, get when Malathot when Malathot lost the coaching club, yeah. you were like. Ugh. You know, but she ran really hard, and I remember talking to Todd Pletcher after. You know, and he, he said, yeah, she ran too well to lose. You know, to lose, and and she ran a winning race and just got beat. So you were deflated when that happened, but then she comes back and wins the Alabama, and you're like, so yeah, like set, sets that's it the up. way it's supposed to happen. Redemptive you know, like story. she's like, yeah, I got it. And so I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't really find anybody or any horse you were disappointed in or said was a loser at the meet or anything. Nobody, nobody right. kind of. I mean, if essential quality kind of laid an egg in the Travers or something like that, you might say it. But he delivered. Um, you know, the the trainer race has been good. Mike Maker had a huge lead, and then Chad Brown kind of reeled him in. He, he literally said to me, he was still behind Mike Maker, and I was interviewing him, and I said, can you catch him? This, this was like 10 days ago. And yeah. he said, oh, I think the, la- the last two weeks of the meet, the local trainers, you know, Todd and I are just going to show our depth, and we're going to reel him in. He won five races the next day and three wow. the day after that, and he's been in front ever since, you know. Okay. And you're like, whoa. You know, and then Luis Saez has kind of run away with the jockey title, and it's kind of cool to see a little bit of a new name. The Ortiz brothers have been sort of dominating, top, you know? right? Yeah. yeah, and and he's very close to. They were he was within ten of Ramon Dominguez's all time record for Saratoga, which is sixty eight wins. He had fifty eight, and maybe one or maybe oh, that's at, he might be at sixty long history now. At this track, yeah, yeah, he might be at sixty now, and there. So he's got a hustle. He's only got four days left, and you know, but he could do it. You know, is he like scrambling, like let me get on that horse. Yeah, is he like right. Scramble, to get scramble, to a scramble. Race? Yeah. I don't think he's gonna ride. He didn't ride the jump race the other day, so he's not that desperate. But uh, it is kind of cool to see him. Uh, so where is he? Six, he's at sixty, so he needs eight. He needs eight to tie. He and eight. We were joking around with Ramon. Four days who, to do it. Know, like Ramon lives here year round, basically. <laughs> and it, it, it's fun to talk to him about it. We we were joking with him and said, "Do you want us to steal his saddle? Hide, you know, hide his stuff?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> right. no. If he gets it, he earned Kneecap it. Him. Yeah, yeah. If, if he gets it, he earned it. But he's going to have to, you know, to win eight races over the final four days That's is going to be tricky. Right? Yeah, yeah, especially against this group. And it is kind of cool to see the. Uh, a little bit of a new name. I mean, obviously, John Velasquez and Javier Castellano and those guys, right. are, you know, they're the older veterans. And then the Ortiz brothers sort of jumped in. And then Luis Saez has been kind of knocking at the door. And now to see him jump up and do what he's done at this meet, he's riding with such confidence. I mean, we, we interview enough jockeys, and they'll almost all tell you success kind of feeds on it because you just start making better decisions. And you make, you, you're very instinctual. Yeah. And if things aren't going well, then you don't make that instinctual decision. Right. You know, it's like everything. Then, yeah. yeah. You, start, you start hesitating. Yeah, and totally. it's like, oh, is this the right idea? Totally. And it's like just, you know, you start feeling good. Get, yeah. get in the zone. Yep. So uh, I think he's been a bright, he, it's been a cool, uh, a cool development to see him. And, and how old it, is he? 
He's a younger guy. I mean, he's not nearly. Say. I mean, if Johnny and if Johnny and Javier are pushing fifty ish, uh, you know, he's probably thirty. He's probably you know, okay. He's, yeah, not, 30s, he's not twenty two. Yeah. No, he's yeah. not twenty two. He's not, been in the game a, for yeah. a bit. He's yeah. been in the game for. It's a bit. really amazing that that they're fifty. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is. Besides golf. <laughs> you know, yeah, like and, and, and even golf, like Phil like, Mickelson won. It was like he's fifty. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're riding on the not, back of giant horses. This is yeah. a slightly physically challenging job to yeah. do. A lot <laughs> riskier. It's no, yeah, and like Javier Castellano, race car had, he had surgery kind of off season, not off season, but he had surgery to try to you know get back to where he was because he yeah. wanted to keep doing it. You know, and and you see him trying to rebuild his business because he missed some time with surgery, but. That's to extend his career, you know, and and I, I love watching those guys. I mean, I love watching Johnny and some of the older older guys who are doing it. Joel Rosario has been a you know really savvy rider here for years, and they're, they're fun to watch. You watch enough races, you see stuff. Um, I, I, I like John Velasquez jumps on a couple of those. He jumped on the Irish horse and won, you know, a horse he'd never ridden before, and just turned in a turned in a really cool ride and wins the race, you know, and shows all the young guys, hey, I still got it, you know, yeah, I, yeah, still, I, mean, I can the, still do this. You know, yeah. Yeah. growing growing up in Saratoga, that's a name that that even as a high school kid, I'd be like, oh, Velasquez, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on him. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, amazing. the other, the other thing, name. I mean, Velasquez is such a I mean known as such a gentleman and uh, an icon around the, the track and he is he still rides and not only that he works out horses in the morning I mean usually you start as an exercise rider you want right. to be a jockey you become a jockey and then you don't have to do you that move on from that yeah. that morning stuff right. he still rides them yeah. Just because no, he, he loves hard, it or right? just Yeah, and I think it yeah. helps him it helps him in the afternoon know the horses. to ride yeah, yeah, you know the horses and and, and I think the again, like anything, the, you know, even the best baseball players take batting practice. You know, I think I right. think riding in the morning helps a guy like that, you know, and, and anybody kind of stay top uh, stay at the top of the game. He probably doesn't ride as many horses on a on a race day as he used to. But so to ride more in the morning or to ride this and that and pick you know, I, I love to watch him ride. I think he I also, I, it's selfish as a writer. I, I love to talk to him about a winning ride. He can analyze it like nobody's business. Like he's so good. He's paying attention. To yeah, that. and he's so cool to talk to. And it's the, he'll give you the homework that he did leading up to it. And you know, I, I did this, and he's very. He, we joke. I'm, I got a microphone in my hand, but he does this. He'll, he'll start in the middle of the conversation. He claps his hands, and you know, so I did this, yeah. and bang, you know, and then he's like, <laughs> it's really, animated. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it sounds like Tom Brady, or like Peyton Manning, like his first one in, right? He's riding the horses in the morning. Yeah. He knows them. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's, you know, he's on top of it, and that, that's why he's still doing it at yeah. that age, right? Yeah. He's, he's and that's why I like he, to think he's a better interview than those guys. Though. You know, they'll I, give you. I'm yeah. just here trying to help the team. Right. The coach said we sent in the play. Yeah. We did the thing. Yeah. The guy went out. I On threw the, the pass. Yeah. Touchdown. Next <laughs> right. question. Johnny goes. Blah, 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 tells you what. Clap his hands and smacks you. Did you see that? Did yeah. you see that? You know, so. Yeah, uh, I've uh, never heard him say, "I ride one race at a time." time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm Even not thinking he does. about yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Those guys need more airtime. Need to see some more of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that you're talking about like building like fans for the horses and things like that, which is obviously the unique and cool part of the sport. Is that it? You know, animals involved everyone loves animals um 
was a weird statement. <laughs> but, no, but, 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 like, yeah. they should, you know, the, the jockeys, they're not going anywhere. They're not right. going out to stud after three years. You know, you can root for that guy for 30 years, yeah. right? So. No, they're That's the athletes. Yeah, they're, when, they're the yeah. identifiable ones day after day. When I, in a previous life, I used to work in advertising on my big client in uh, Toronto was the Ontario Jockey Club okay. and the problem was exactly what you said. How can you promote, build excitement around a horse who's only going to be there for a couple of years? It's gone. So right. we built it around the jockeys. And, and the, it worked? And the trainers, yeah. yeah. Sandy Hawley well, was the oh, wow. jockey yeah. who's in the Hall of Fame now. And so That's, you know, they should... Yeah, I was on a panel one time and, you know, <clears throat> made a kind of a, a flippant, maybe ignorant statement. And <laughs> Ramon Dominguez was on the panel with me. Yeah. And a tra- another trainer was on it and an owner. And we were just kind of talking about the meat. And I was talking about, like, the stars of racing are, like, the horses. And I was like, you know, it is horse racing. So, really, they should be promoting the horses and blah, 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 blah. And Ramon was like, wait. Listen. Tom. Yeah. And I'm friends with, like, we've yeah. become friends over the years. And, right. And he sort of said the same things, like, you know, like that Terry said. Horses like, are gone. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're always here. And, like, right. we were talking about earlier, the jocks walking back through the crowd at Saratoga. It's very Signing unique. autographs. Oh, like, and just kids get to see them. They can see them, you know, yeah. still see them when they're 30. You yeah. know, some of the guys, I love, right? and I love seeing it. And the guy, and all the jocks are so good about it, you know. I mean, that's kind of, most that's, of the time they're coming awesome. back after they lose. I mean, there's yeah. only one guy that's going right. to win. Right, yeah. So, yeah. ten of them that lose. Most of them just lost. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing about horse racing. you got to be used to losing. You know, It's like, like baseball, guy. or probably less than baseball. So so, yeah. what, so even the best jockey, and maybe you probably know the staff off the top of your head, how often do they win percentage-wise? So let's say they're, they're best, playing baseball. The they best, bet 300? Like, the, what are best, they? the best jockey right now is running at about 24%. 24%. Yeah. That's all right. That's a, okay. And that's really, really good. And that's that really is good. unbelievable. That's Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. You know I mean? In trainers, same with trainers. I mean, if you win 20% as a trainer, like, you're... That's... You're doing something good. You're to 30, you're in the Hall of Fame. You know? And that's only... I mean, that's batting 300, I guess. You know, I don't know if yeah. everybody that bats 300 is getting in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but... So you're losing seven out of ten. That's you know, I, I think that's, I think that's yeah. a good analogy. That's a good way. We're to talking think about, about Steve Asmussen. So the the famous quote around the special, I didn't hear him say it, but he basically said when he was going for the record, and he, people were talking about you. Well, you have many. You win like X number of races a day, and like you have all these horses all over. He's like, you know how many races a day I lose? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nobody talks about that, thankfully. And when but, he was yeah. going for that record, like we were following it, like yeah. in the office, would be like, oh, he's got he's got like twelve in today, yeah. and right. he'd win one or win two. one of them. Yeah, he'd have right. ten in, he'd win two, and you're like, yeah, percentage. Well, not be, great. Be, being a big trainer obviously yeah. helps too, right? So for you're sure. Like, if you've got. It's a numbers game. Yes, right? exactly. Uh, it becomes a numbers game. Yeah. There's a trainer <clears throat> who's been around for a long time, and uh, Siaka. What's Gary his Siaka. Name? Gary Siaka. <laughs> and I happened to be at a restaurant where he was the other night, and I went. Henry should tap my son. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I went over to him, and I said. You know, I, I introduced myself, and I said I was with the special, and he said, oh, that's great, I love your paper and stuff. And then he, he said, uh, so what, what are you here for? And I said, I'm just here for pizza. It was out of town, yeah. and uh, it wasn't at your place. It's okay. okay. Yeah. No, it's all, right. it's all right, it's okay. Yeah. Galway, 
Galway. Oh, oh I know where you were. Village yeah. Pizzeria. Yeah, Village great place. Oh, wow. Anyway, Otherwise, he came. He would have been a flatbread. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he mentioned flatbread, actually. Yeah, he said, yeah. yeah, otherwise I would have been at flatbread. Ah, yeah. um, Smart man. But Good anyway, save, I went up to him and I said, I shook his hand and I said, we're all just waiting for you to get three more wins. Mm. He has 990 uh, yeah. yeah, 997 wins. And you know what? You've heard about batters who go... 0 for 3 or 0 for 4. Right. Gary Siaka has been 0 for August. <laughs> so, he's, oh, he's been waiting on three months, three yeah. wins the whole month, and he's got wow. zero. Yeah. Oh. doesn't yeah. have a huge stable, so he's not he like doesn't, a, right. Yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, 20 horses maybe, you know, so. But and he, and he did get to 997, like, here. during the meet. Yeah. Here, okay. and he ran a few horses out of town as well. Does he have a shot this week or what? No, he may not run no. three. He may yeah. not run three horses the rest For of the, the way. I, yeah, believe me, I've been keeping track. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah. I think he's got two tomorrow. And we're hoping for him. But. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an all-time interview. Like I actually have it in my recorder. I I rode around with him for 45 minutes up here one day, not that long ago. And I'm like, well, I'm going to save this for when he wins his thousand. This will be great. This will be great yeah. column. Be yeah. Great material. <laughs> right. Like, okay, we might be doing it in October, but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a great dude, and he he cares, and he's like he. The best part, uh, a friend of mine, Chip Miller, who was a steeplechase jockey, worked for Gary years ago. And he was going by me in this golf cart heading to the track, and I just jumped in, and he goes, and he's, like, real bombastic kind of. It's a big personality, Gary. And he's yeah. like, what's Chip Miller up to? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's let's check in on with him. You know, and I'm, like, I'm like texting Chip Miller. I'm like, Gary, see, I take a picture and send him, like, Gary says hello it loudly. And Chip's like, oh, awesome, love it. You know, so, and that was <laughs> yeah. literally 20 years ago that he was working for me. So it's really cool. He's that kind of guy. He's a good guy. He'll get to his style. I mean, again, he's got a little smaller stable. Right. You know, guys like Asmussen win 9,000 races, you know, so it's a little yeah, different. different. But different, uh, different, And different I'm sure he probably wishes it was a little bit anonymous and he got to 1,000 without everybody knowing he was at 997. Right, so you know everyone's like, I mean? whoa, but, how are right. you doing? Like, yeah. Don't worry about no, it. No, shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry I'll about let it. you know when I get there. Somewhere there's a big sign that's a congratulations on your 1,000th win. Right. So they just keep moving it around, but whatever. They're bringing the hats around every race. exactly. Okay. Best memory of 2021 track meet, or Sarah, or, or just time in sunny Work, Working at the special, working. honestly, it's been. Pretend your bosses aren't here. Such a yeah, and <laughs> I'm I'm expecting bosses? I'm expecting a raise. Um, <laughs> that's it. It's working working special. at the special. It's been great. Well, it's great to see you again, Tom Law. What do you got? You know, having the fans back. Uh, obviously, it's been great after last year, but also being in the hunt for the leading handicapper race. I, I, met, I had that in my notes. I'm tied right yeah. now. This is fr- this you is were in Thursday. second last time I saw. I know. Yeah. I got one on the guy. John Chapazian and I are tied at okay. 120 to 120. Four days to go. Four, Four days to go. <laughs> well, you guys are tight. I, I have that in He's here. He's the best. I mean, to be even in. This is it a know, big deal for you to be sniffing close Sniffing distance to him is oh, good, yeah? and I led the whole way until about a few days ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he, okay. he was consistently you got, he savaged mowing you? me down. He savaged me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can, so. can, can I just say quickly that the reason so you can always that, whatever you want. that Tom uh, fell off the board the last, in the last couple of days is because of emotional reasons. He picked Twitmore. 
when he knew. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. And you never there was met a, with emotions. You never and, met with your emotions. And in another race, there was a horse called Cece, which happens to his be girl. the name of his girlfriend. Ooh. Did you did you put a bunch of money on that? I didn't. I didn't pick Cece. Okay. I did pick the winner, but well, you picked your girlfriend. I was yes. rooting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was she in the room when he made that bet? CC met CC. That was a highlight of the year. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. The spesh. From so yeah, what do you got? For me, yeah, I'm kind of with those guys. I didn't come last year, so to me, the highlights a little bit off the track. The highlights pulling this off. I was not here in Saratoga last year, first time in a long time since 2000, I guess, that I was not here the whole time. So to be here to pull off the newspaper at this schedule. The, the product we cranked out, you know, the Traverse Day edition is one of my favorite ones we've ever done. Just, well done. Just, yeah, yeah right just, right. And, and then to have Saratoga come through and deliver the racing it did after. I mean, got we, a full meet in this yeah, year. Yeah, we, we got the meet in. Nobody yeah. knew what was going to happen. Right. You know, so uh, it's fantastic racing. It made, kind of brought all the magic back. So happy to be, happy to be part of it. Awesome. 2021, baby. We did it. We're back. We're back We're on back. the table. Two episodes. Two episodes. Hey. Wow, two episodes in the last week. I mean, shit. Well, yeah. right. eight days, whatever. As Close promised. Uh, guys, thank you for coming on again. Terry Hill, great to see you. Gentlemen, hilarious. To awesome to have you. Lovely wife Miranda back there. Learned about Terry's got this great Panama hat on, and Miranda's got these really cool glasses that were apparently created by George Washington and replicated. Anyway, they look great. They're a beautiful couple. They're super cool. Um, Tom, always a pleasure. Always to see you around. Joe, great to see you. Awesome to be here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it was really fun having the special guys here, and we uh, we do promise more content this fall. Um, so thanks for listening. You know, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Good night, Prague.